Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. Today's topic is all about dreams, and this is something that's part of my origin story of how I realized that I was psychic and I had intuitive abilities because my abilities actually started to come through in dreams at a very young age. I would have premonition dreams, dreams of things that were going to happen in the future that actually came to fruition. I've always taken dreams as fact. I've not dismissed them. I've always paid attention to them. But there is so much curiosity surrounding dreams for other people because, let's face it, dreams are mysterious and imbued with symbolism, which somewhat makes them mystical, magical, and dare I say, otherworldly. This is probably why I'm frequently asked to interpret dreams for my clients. They want to know if a dream they had was a prophetic, psychic, or a visitation dream. They want to figure out what their dream means. In Western cultures, we really don't take stock in our dreams. We dismiss them. We wake up, we say, ha, that was odd, that was weird, and we go about our day as if nothing happened because it was something that happened when we were asleep, and it must not matter. But in indigenous cultures, dreams are considered to be an extension of reality, an opportunity to travel to other realms and to communicate with ancestors and spirit guides. The dream world is so important to these cultures that they teach their children to remember their dreams. Some cultures even seek out dream time by going on vision quests or taking herbs to induce or enhance the dream state. The reason being is that their belief is that our spirit, soul, higher self, energy body, or whatever you call your purest form, is what dreams and not our body and mind. So let me say that again, our soul dreams, it's not our physical being that dreams. And dreams are a tool that our soul uses to express something that our waking self cannot process or understand. As an energy healer and psychic, I understand dreams are used to heal, teach, unite, promise, or warn us of something that might be happening in our waking life or will be happening in the future. It's our energy body's way of performing maintenance on autopilot as we sleep. Our energetic self runs updates and searches for energetic issues as we dream. And dreams help us to process and download the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical information that we couldn't do in our normal waking life. I'm going to talk about the five categories of dreams, but before then, let's take a quick break. Before we get back to our regularly scheduled program, I found this dream quote that I really liked. It resonated with me and I wanted to share it with you by Eric Fromm. And the quote is, A dream is a microscope through which we look at hidden occurrences in our soul. I thought that was so profound. Hello again. Are you ready to dive into the dream categories? This is a lengthy list. There are five categories of dreams and each category has its own meaning and purpose. And each category has different types that fall into that category. Let's get started. The first category of dreams is what I refer to as quote unquote, normal dreams. 
There are four types of normal dreams. First up, we have the problem-solving dreams. I like to refer to these dreams as creative dreams, as they often act as a muse inspiring creative solutions. Think of the people that have struggled with a problem, trying to solve it all week, but couldn't come up with a solution. And then they go to bed at night and they dream of the solution. Miraculously, they have their, aha, this is how we solve that problem. Another example of this is an artist that dreams of their next masterpiece or a composer who hears their next symphony in their dreams. After problem-solving dreams, we have reoccurring dreams. These dreams are linked back to something that happened in your waking life. As an example, I dream of being lost in my middle school hallway when in my waking life, I'm feeling uncertain about things. I actually was lost in my middle school hallway frequently as a child, so that has anxiety in and of itself. So it would go to reason that I would dream of this when I'm having anxiety and feeling uncertain in my waking life. I'll give you another example of a reoccurring dream that I have. But first, I have to give you a backstory. There's a person that I grew up with that we've stayed in touch through the years, but they're not always in my life. However, this person did always show up in my life when it seemed like I was going through some major life events. I saw this person right before I broke up with my very first boyfriend. I saw this person before both my grandmother and grandfather died. I saw this person right before I would have a move, such as moving into my first house or moving out of my first apartment to my second apartment. This person always showed up at those big life-changing events. So when I dream of this person, I know that this person symbolizes life-changing events. So when I dream of them, I know some stuff is about to go down in my waking life. Or perhaps I'm already in the middle of those life-changing events and just haven't fully recognized it yet. Up next in the normal category is symbolic dreams. I get it. All dreams are symbolic. However, these dreams are easier to correlate to things that are happening in your waking life. This is where the symbolism is more easily recognized. So for instance, if I dream that I'm looking down and I see that my legs are red, I can interpret that to the fact that I had already planned on going to the Cincinnati Red Legs or the Cincinnati Reds game later in the week. Now, moving to the next one, we have current and recent event dreams. And these dreams are like hitting the rewind button on your waking life. This is where you dream of current events, but your dream is processing things that you didn't consciously see or hear. So it might be about things that went unspoken or body language that wasn't caught in the moment. All those small intricacies that were happening behind the scenes that you weren't fully processing when you were consciously in that situation. You might be playing through it again, picking up on all those small nuances in your dream life. The next category is healing dreams. Healing dreams are the energetic body's way of giving you a break from stress. These dreams are often fantasy dreams. So think about those sexy time dreams or the dreams where you're a superhero or flying or perhaps traveling to your dream destination for a vacation. Dreams where you get an apology or the type of closure you need are also healing dreams. 
These dreams give your body, mind, and spirit the dopamine that you need to de-stress. Daydreams are the next category, and I'm not necessarily talking about spacing out and daydreaming in that sense. Daydreams are that state of in-between and awake where you aren't quite asleep and you aren't quite awake. Visions are a type of daydream, and visions jump you from one dimension and timeline to another. It's similar to astral projecting. However, this type of dream happens spontaneously without meaning to astral project. Vision quest, prophetic vision, and deja vu all fall under vision dreams. Now, I haven't personally had experience with visions until last week. And I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. I'll go ahead and share my story. I woke up, I believe it was on a Wednesday. Something that you need to know about me is that I am a morning person. I usually wake up before my alarm goes off. I'm wide awake as soon as the alarm goes off. Well, on this particular Wednesday, I look at my phone and it says 541 and I'm kind of aggravated because I'm like, wait a minute, my alarm is set for 530. How come it didn't go off? And so I pick up my phone and I'm looking at the alarm settings. Nope, it it's still set for 530 and it hasn't gone off. And I double check it because I have another couple apps that kind of go off about the same time to remind me to take my vitamins and stuff like that. Well, I checked it and everything was all systems go. I was like, that's weird. I put my phone down and I sit up in bed and I rearrange the covers and I pick my phone back up. And now the time says 5.23. What? I'm like, what is happening? I, I don't understand this. I know for a fact it was 5.41 because I checked it three times because I was getting pissed that my alarm didn't go off. I could have potentially slept in. Nope. Now it's saying 523. That's odd. I go about, I get ready, and I leave the house at my normal time, which is about 6.20 a.m. I walk out to the car and I notice that things are different. Things are feeling weird. I'm keenly aware that I feel like I'm almost in a matrix because it's like the earth has stopped spinning. There's nobody out in the streets. No cars, no neighbors, no dogs, no birds, no bugs, no wind, nothing. Everything was eerily still and quiet. I even remember looking up at the clouds thinking, are the clouds moving? What is going on? I still felt like I was in some sort of dream-like state. Now, typically with visions, what I hear people say with them is the world went still And then all of a sudden, things flash before my eyes like a movie screen, and then it was over. Just as soon as it had begun, it was over. I have heard people had these dreams before 9-11 happened, before major earthquakes had happened. They see a flash of it moments before, days before, hours before, and then it's gone just as soon as it came. Now, I didn't receive a download of information or anything like that, and I was actually questioning my sanity. I was like, am I having some sort of disassociative episode? Perhaps. I don't know. But I was very consciously aware of everything that was going on, and there wasn't any emotions attached to it. I was just inquisitive and trying to figure out what the heck was going on. There was a glitch in the matrix, and I was aware of it. Um, What I'll say from this 
this vision experience of mine is that it served as a marker point that things are going to be happening and changing. And perhaps I don't need to know what that is because maybe I'll fixate on it. Maybe it'll cause me anxiety. But what I do need to do is be prepared, meaning go ahead, say some extra prayers, go ahead and send out protection bubbles for family, friends, and loved ones, whatever it is, be prepared. Visions are definitely a premonition. They can be a premonition of a warning or a premonition of a promise, but we'll get to that a little bit further on. So the next type of daydream is a lucid dream. And lucid dreaming is where you can take control of your dream in the middle of a dream. You are aware of the direction that your dream is going and you can change the outcome. The next category is nightmares, and I have an unpopular opinion about nightmares. I actually think that nightmares are also a type of healing dreams. Now, let me tell you why that is. Nightmares are a way of working out stressors in your life that you couldn't normally or wouldn't normally process. So if you feel like you're choking back your words, choking back your tears, holding back your anger, not expressing those bigger, intense emotions, a nightmare lets your body and mind and spirit process those in your sleep. Typically, a nightmare will wake you up. You will sit straight up in your bed, pop your eyes wide open, and you're very aware that you've just had a nightmare. There's a few other reasons why you might be having a nightmare. I usually check first with what's going on with your physical activity while you're sleeping. Are you tangled in your blankets? Are you too hot? Is your hair in your face? Have you heard a noise in your sleep? Did you wake yourself up from snoring? Is there something like that that's going on during your sleep that your body needs to alert you to wake up? Now, if you are extra sensitive, perhaps an empath, Nightmares can occur because you're picking up on the energetic change in your environment. Perhaps you're picking up on a ghostie, or maybe you're picking up on the angry neighbor across the street. So energetic changes, as well as physical changes to your environment, these things can cause you to have a nightmare. Usually nightmares serve the purpose to alert you and to wake you up to your surroundings and what's going on. Or like I said, They can help you process those intense emotions that you didn't process in your waking life. Falling under the category of nightmares, we also have night terrors. Night terrors are intense fear with a physical reaction. They often are paired with sleepwalking. And night terrors, you don't wake up and you don't remember, but those around you certainly do. My son used to get these and they were terrifying to witness. I remember talking to his doctors about it and they said that young children, especially boys, experience night terrors and that they would outgrow it. And it was most likely due to being overly tired or not dealing with emotional trauma. And as an energy healer, I know that not dealing with emotional trauma can cause the energetic body to go on full autopilot to process those physical and emotional things. So sometimes you just got to scream it out. Psychically speaking, a night tear could mean that you're stuck on another astral plane. But I have a new take on night terrors. 
I think they're closely related to your past lives, especially if in your past life you died tragically, such as being mauled by a bear or drowning or being burned alive. Something to that extent I think carries over into this next life and you're still trying to process the life that came to an end tragically. Night paralysis or sleep paralysis is a transitional state as well. So it's a deeper sleep than a lucid dream where your mind is awake but your body is still asleep. This is where the legend of the succubus originated from. People would wake up thinking something was restraining them from moving and being able to be fully awake and alert. Psychically speaking, this is where you've astral projected but haven't fully returned to your body. So to give you a visual, when you sleep, your energetic body can float out and away from you. However, it's usually attached by a silver energetic cord. And that cord acts like a spring to pull your energetic body back into your physical body. In night paralysis, you are half in and half out of your body. So energetically speaking, if you suffer from night paralysis, I would want to look at your hara line and the silver cord to see if it has lost its elasticity or if it's damaged in some way. I would also want to take a look at your solar plexus chakra just to ensure everything's good there. False awakening dreams are dreams that feel real, and you often wake up confused trying to figure out if the events really occurred or not. I'm laughing because I've had these dreams before. I've totally dreamt where I went out shopping, I bought a new outfit, a new purse, I woke up in the morning, went to my closet fully expecting to find the new outfit and the new purse, and it's not there. The reason this is classified under a nightmare category is because false awakening dreams can be very confusing and can make you feel a little unstable depending on what you had dreamed and trying to figure out what is reality versus what is a dream. Let's take another quick break before tackling the final category, which is supernatural dreams. This is what you've been waiting for. So one quick break and we'll be right back. I think this next quote is the perfect quote into leading into the supernatural dream category. This is from Edgar Cayce. Dreams are today's answers for tomorrow's questions. Now to the category we've been waiting for, supernatural dreams. Dun-da-da-da! Premonitions are visions of the future that come true. These can be promises or warnings, and you often don't know that they're a premonition until the real-life events play out in your waking life. So let me backpedal on this premonition thing. They can be promises or warnings, promises of good things to come in your future, or warnings of things that you need to take heed of that will come in your future. Telepathic dreams are a download of information from an event or person that is currently happening in real time. It's information that you didn't have prior knowledge to, but the information came to you in a dream. 
I actually see telepathy happen more in waking life than I do with people dreaming things. This is the instance where you knew someone was going to call or the mother who senses that something's wrong with her child. Think along those lines and that's what a telepathic dream is like. Shared dreams are when different people have the same dream at the same time. Sometimes the other person actually shows up in your dream and vice versa. The women in my family have this ability. I just had a dream about my uncle the other day and I called my mom and I asked, hey, have you spoke to Uncle Kenny in a while? And she said, no, why? I said, because I had a dream about him. She said, that's funny. I had a dream about him the other day as well. And she went on to describe the exact same dream that I had. And she said, you were in my dream. I said, oh, that's funny because you were in my dream. The next type of supernatural dream is visitation dreams. And visitation dreams are exactly that. They are a visit from a loved one who has passed or your guides or your angels. And most often these visitations occur when you need closure or support during difficult times or the ability to say goodbye, or perhaps you need to gain knowledge or insight. Now the question becomes, how can you tell if a dream you had was a psychic dream or not? One indicator is if the dream was extremely detailed and vivid, and if the dream stuck with you and you keep remembering it day after day, week after week, month after month, it just won't leave you alone. And finally, if you've had several dreams that have had the same meaning, but a different dream, this can occur in the same night or over a span of time. You know those dreams where you wake up from and you fall back asleep and you go back to dreaming and the dream is similar but different? Those dreams I would take a closer look at. Now, psychic dreams happen in certain seasons of your life. There is a season of doing and a season of planning, and that is why you may go through long periods without dreams or long periods of dreaming night after night. When you're in the season of preparing, you will be dreaming more, and when it's time to take action or time for the manifestation to come to fruition, you will dream less. The next question to tackle is how do you interpret dreams? I know we have all ran to the dream dictionary to find the meaning of a dream symbol before, and I think dream dictionaries are great for a starting off point as there can be universal meanings to dream symbols. However, if you need to interpret the psychic meaning of a dream, it will take a little bit more effort. Just like you have to learn how your intuition speaks to you, you have to learn how your dreams speak to you. Your dream language is going to be deeply personal to your soul. And this is what I tell beginners to start with in order to interpret dreams. First, it's important to write down your dreams. I'm not saying wake up in the middle of the night and record your dreams. That's way too much. You're doing too much. Don't do that. I believe if the dream had significant importance, you will remember the important details upon waking up. This is the difference between the other types of dreams and supernatural dreams. Supernatural dreams are hard to forget. You will remember the details that you're supposed to remember. Next, what was the tone of the dream? What emotion was apparent during the dream? What emotion did you have after you woke up from your dream? The tone of your dream is the most important key to interpreting your dream. From there, you're going to move to where the dream took place. 
What time period was it? What environment were you in? Was it somewhere new and unrecognized? Did the environment keep changing? Was the environment unfamiliar or familiar? The background of your dream is almost more important than the elements of your dream. The environment is the vessel that houses the underlying tone of the dream. It is part of the emotional aspect of your dream. So therefore, it is part of the tone of your dream. The next layer of a dream is who was in your dream. What does that person represent to you? Were they around at certain times in your life? What was happening at that time in your life? How do you feel about this person? And did you feel differently towards this person in your dream versus than you do in your reality of waking life? This will offer some insight into what's going on in your waking life that you need to pay attention to. And finally, what actions were taking place in your dream? What were you doing? What was being done to you? Was there speaking? What was going on? The actions of your dream provide insight into what you need to do in the future. You see, what I'm having you do throughout this process is make associations and connect dream images to what is happening internally with your soul. This allows you to activate your intuition in order to interpret your dream. If a dream is a premonition and you're weirded out by it and you want to know if it's real or not, then you need to search your timelines. Simply intuit the timeline of events. Ask your intuition, what will take place before this event will occur? And then wait for an answer. I'll give you an example of how I recently had a premonition dream and I knew that it was going to be happening soon, but I didn't know how soon. I wanted to know the events leading up to it to make sure that this was in fact a premonition dream. As I'm thinking about this and driving to work, I ask my intuition, what's an event that will occur before this thing that I dreamt about is going to occur? And I heard peach. And then after I heard peach, I heard Georgia peach. I thought that was odd. I I don't normally eat peaches. I don't normally talk about the state of Georgia. And I don't know anybody named Georgia. And I thought, how is Georgia peach an event that's going to happen before my premonition comes true? And that day, as I'm driving to work, my sister text messaged me. And she's talking about how she had a dream about a lady named Georgia this is odd. We don't know any Georgias. And she's mentioning Georgia on the day that I'm asking my intuition. And it gave me Georgia peach. Okay, I dismissed it. I moved on with my daily life. But later that night, I watched, I believe it was Loki with my son. And at the ending credits, I think it said Georgia peach productions. The reason I'm questioning is I don't remember if it was that show or not, but I know for sure that I saw Georgia Peach Productions on screen and I was like, this is weird. I've never heard of that production company before. And for the fact that I'm seeing this on the day that I'm asking about events, this is so strange. I didn't think anything of it. I dismissed it again. And then about a week later, the United States of America sues Georgia for its voter restriction laws. So that was the event that my intuition was trying to tell me about would happen before my premonition were to come true. So I'm a big believer that we should treat dreams as facts and not dismiss them. Just because we don't speak their language doesn't mean that they should be overlooked. 
I also think that because dreams are a tool that our soul uses in order to speak to us, that we should honor them by creating a ritual. You can do this by writing in your journal, praying, lighting a candle, or making art or music to honor your dreams. Up next, a card reading. For today's card reading, I'm using the Quantum Oracle deck by Sandra Ann Taylor. I've pulled one card. The card is number one, Spirit, and it says the vast universe. It's kind of funny because we were talking about dreams, and this is like galaxies and planet and stars, and it's very dreamlike the way that it's created. I'm going to take a shortcut and actually read what this card means from the little guidebook that comes with this deck. This card was in the upright position. It says a bright sun spinning in the heavens and projecting divine light to the earth sends out brilliant waves of universal energy. When you receive this card upright, you know that this vast river of grace, abundance, and happiness is open to you. You yourself have your own divine heart and one that is connected to all other people. Let me turn the page. Things and boundless to creative energy. This incredible power is always available to you, but you have now arrived at a time when the whole world is about to open up. Opportunity awaits, amazing connections are available to you. The internal consciousness that co-creates all reality is in alignment with your own heartfelt desires. This is the time to focus your energy, thereby creating a treasure map or vision board filled with bright images, writing a clear attraction intention, or directing your angels to carry out your intentions to the energetic realm. The entire universe is waiting and willing to respond. That's not a bad card to pull, (laughs) y'all. That's not a bad card at all. Up next, a meditation. Today, I'm going to be reading a meditation from Mindfulness on the Go. I believe his name is Padraig O'Marin. This meditation is called The Anchor Point. The practice is to identify where in your body you feel the most aware of your breathing. This is your anchor point. Return your attention to that anchor point whenever you want to come into awareness or presence of mind. The commentary is, where do you feel most aware of your breathing? For some, it's in the nostrils or at the tip of the nose. For others, the lips. For yet others, it's the back of the throat, the chest, the tummy or diaphragm. If you sit still and observe your breathing for a minute or so, you will easily identify this point. Think of this as your anchor point, a point to which you can return when you are caught up in thoughts, emotions, or activities. As time goes on and as you practice, the anchor point will become more effective as a means of entering mindfulness. 
If you want to go deeper, focus on the anchor point for a couple of minutes. Become aware of your posture as you do so. Notice your body breathing, but with the anchor point at the center of it. Every time your attention wanders, return it gently to the anchor point. 